welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera. As we enter the month of June, it is June 1st. Hope you guys had a nice holiday weekend with friends and family and whatever you did. Remembering and honoring those that served and gave their lives for this country. Uh, Memorial Day. We got nice weather around here. Actually, I thought it was going to rain, but uh, the rain held off. But this week we're in for another rain-filled week, so that doesn't uh, sound too fun. But uh, anyway, hope you guys had a great weekend. And uh, we enter the month of June. I can't believe we're already into the sixth month of the year. Sometimes it seems like it's going by really fast and sometimes pretty slow. Now that it's baseball season, though, I feel like it's going by a little faster. Uh, Games every night. It's fun to watch. And uh, and the Astros... Mixed reviews, mixed reviews for sure. That bullpen's uh, been pretty much a disaster here of late, but uh, uh, that offense is still carrying this team. We knew it would. Anyway, before we get uh, going on this episode of the podcast, thanks for uh, tuning in. As I said off the top, if you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for those that have done so already. Uh, It's been a little bit since I recorded one because last week, man, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what my son brought home from school, but man, my wife and I were the same. We both just got this awful cold. I, I honestly thought it was COVID there for a little bit because I was, you know, I was coughing a whole bunch. I didn't have the fever or the chills per se, but man, it was coughing. I got this just really, really awful congestion. Um, and I, I don't know what it was that he brought home. I, I mean, he must have he must have brought something home. Uh, we haven't really gone anywhere else. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a pretty bad week. I lost my voice, uh, lacked energy, called in sick one day, man, it was, uh, it was a rough, it was a rough go of it, but my voice is coming back. Antibiotics are an amazing thing and, uh, they are doing their work as I feel a lot better than I did about a week ago. And you know, like a week ago, everybody has that moment when they, they know they're going to get sick, right? Like for me, it's always like this little tw- uh, twinge in the throat, this little like twitching feeling in the back of my throat. Like, oh god, it's coming! I don't, I don't want it to, I don't want it to get here. It's like impending doom. And so I started feeling that, and then I started feeling a little tired. I'm like, oh my god, what, what is this? And then by like late Tuesday, early Wednesday, bam, I got smacked in the face with it, and uh, it was miserable there for about three or four days. So, um, I'm back. Episode 57, this is a conversation with a photographer and uh, videographer, filmmaker, Josh Merwin, a Houston guy. He uh, lived in New York City for a while, but is back, and he's got a lot of titles, but now you can call him a charity fundraiser, a uh, film festival creator, because that's exactly what he's done here. He has created the Houston International Sports Film Festival. It's the first time that this is going on. Sounds like a really, really cool event. It's going to be at Discovery Green starting from June 3rd, which is this Thursday, going through the weekend. Outside, you could go watch a bunch of sports movies from indie filmmakers and people from all over the world that have put together sports films. Uh, There's a film on George Foreman. So we talk about this whole experience putting this first-time event together, especially during a pandemic. Uh, but Josh is great. I wish him the best of luck. And uh, and we talk about some of the details. If you can't make it out to Discovery Green this weekend, then um, 
he's got a lot of these films online, so he gives us those details too. But that that's what we've got going on. Josh Murrow in a conversation with him coming up in a bit. But I touched on it a little bit. Uh, the Astros bullpen has uh, not been great. It has uh, actually been quite a disaster, if you want to put it frank. Uh, they they were a mess in, against San Diego this past week, and I just I, I, I we talked about this so many times that that is the biggest issue with this team. They're never going to realize their full potential if uh, James Click does not address this bullpen. But the problem is that they don't have any assets to help address it. Uh, later on this week, I'm going to have uh, our baseball scout, uh, Jeremy Booth, on with me again to talk baseball because I love talking baseball with him. I've got a bone to pick with him about several things that we're going to get into. It's going to be a lively discussion. I know he and I disagree on some things. So it's going to be a fun back and forth. I'm going to have him on later this week and hopefully on KHU 11 News as well this weekend. I'll be filling in for Matt Musil on Saturday. But I digress. Let's talk Astros. I don't know if they have the assets to go get what they need to make this a World Series contender, right? This team, with this roster, this offense that they've built here, is basically, you know, fans here expect a winner now, right? The division is so poor. Other than Oakland, the division is not very good. Uh, the Angels can beat you any given day, but Seattle and Texas are awful. Uh, so you've got it's a two-horse race, right? You got uh, the the uh, Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics. And they're going to be neck and neck all year. It's going to be you know the head to head matchups. Luckily, the Astros got off to a great start against Oakland that first week, uh, but they got to fix the bullpen. And the starters, uh, my colleague Jason Bristol brought this up on Sports Extra this past weekend. The starters have to do their job too. They're not going deep into games. Zach Greinke was great the other day, gave them a start that they needed, went eight strong innings, but then they're up seven to one. They bring in a guy, Scrub. Scrub, he's kind of been pitching like one lately. Um, he gives up a home run and then a two-run blast, and all of a sudden it's 7-4. Another guy gets on base, and all of a, we got the tying run on deck again. This is a day after they basically blew the game against Fernando Tatis, Ryan Presley. They drop a ball. It's been, it's been, it's been a mess. The bullpen has not been able to get it done. Sure, it was some shoddy fielding there by Taylor Jones on Saturday, but... I mean, and that's one of the one things in sports that drives me absolutely insane all the time is when pitchers that come out of the bullpen can't throw strikes. And we've seen time and time again with this bullpen that they've had issues throwing strikes. They're putting guys on base, giving teams opportunities to have big innings, and you just got to throw strikes. Like, I have no patience for that. If you have a guy coming in and he's not throwing strikes – then that puts the whole inning into a really big danger spot. And so then what are you going to do? I mean, you're, you're, always, you're always on pins and needles with this group because they can't throw strikes coming out of the pen. And I, I swear that's one thing in baseball that just drives me bananas all the time is guys not throwing strikes out of the bullpen. If I were a manager, I would send them down to AAA. I would wait two weeks, get them back up, see if they fix the problem. And then I would not put them in any high-leverage situations. I would put them in when the starter just – stinks one day and uh I would I would put him in then because I just I I just don't have faith in some of these guys getting the job done but the Astros will be right there in the thick of it because this offense is so so good they lead the league in runs per game I mean they're so strong and Michael Brantley hasn't been 100 percent they hadn't had Yuli they haven't had Jordan they're both back this week 
uh, the offense is going to be really good, and they're going to carry this team all the way as far as they can, but they're never going to be any serious postseason contender until they get some reliable pitching, both starting and in the bullpen. Now, Framber Valdez is back. Jake Odorizzi's back. Odorizzi's looking better than he did before. Framber Valdez looked pretty good, too. I don't want to rush him back because that injury that he had was a pretty serious one. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But, um, yeah, the Astros will keep our attention, that's for sure, all summer long, and that's great because uh, there's not a whole else a lot going on here in town. Uh, once the Texans start, well, that's not going to bring us much joy. And the uh, Rockets, well, we do have the NBA draft lottery coming up. That'll bring us a little bit of fun, see where the Rockets end up. Hopefully they end up with the top pick in the NF NFL. Psh, what am I talking about? NBA draft. That's about as exciting as the Rockets situation gets right now. But anyway, it's time to move on to my conversation with Josh Merwin. As I said off the top, he is the founder of the Houston International Sports Film Festival. It's in town this weekend. I suggest you go check it out if you have some time. Hopefully the weather holds up by the end of the week. Outdoor events, social distancing, in case you're uh, still worried about that sort of stuff. Uh, big screens outside. You can watch the movies. Uh, you can have some fun and games. and can have some sports activities out there, too. He talks about all of that and some of the films that they have here. I mentioned George Foreman is the topic of one of them. Uh, there's a tennis star from Cameroon. He put together a film, too, on a UT baseball player. Uh, so it's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good storytelling. I enjoy that side of sports for sure. But here's my conversation with Josh Merwin of the Houston International Sports Film Festival. All right, finally, the week is here for you. What are the what are the feelings like? I know you've been planning this for a long time, so kind of take me through what uh, what's been going on in your world. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, a lot's been going on in my world, um, <clears throat> like all of our worlds. Uh, I mean, really can't believe that the week is here. <laughs> Probably in some ways, wish we had another another month, but also excited to to kind of get it going, getting out, get it out there, have people come out to Discovery Green this weekend. Um, yeah, and just really to get these these films out into the world. Um, you know, some of them have been screened before, some of them haven't. Um, and we're lucky that we can fit, you know, I would say probably 60% or more of the films that, um, that got submitted this year, which is the only year that's ever going to happen. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm excited to get these films out there and, and, you know, there's some cause-based films. There's a track of programming on tennis. Um, that's pretty incredible. We've got a film, um, called Althea on Althea Gibson, the first female black, um, pro tennis player and pro PGA, LPGA golfer. Um, which kind of starts off our racial quality programming. Um, and then we've got a, a film on a, a former professional tennis player from Cameroon um, who now spends half of his year in Connecticut with his family and half of the year in Cameroon teaching kids tennis. Um, he learned how to play with uh, the hip bone of a cow. So that's how he kind of taught himself how to play and he kind of filed down the hip bone of a cow. And, you know, so I would never imagine getting a story like that, you know, when I, when I first thought of this. Um, I definitely want to be international and, and get stuff around the world, but it's, you know, it, it's pretty amazing to see the stories we've gotten. So I know there's always some kind of level of trepidation, right? When you kind of go off on a project like this, you don't know what you're going to get. And last time we talked, you were, yeah. you were asking for submissions and you did, you, you know, it was open to the public and has it exceeded expectations at this point of what you've gotten for this first year? For sure. or how, I mean, how, how would the, you, how the, would you? Yeah, I mean, the, the quality has, has far exceeded my expectations. And I think the range of, of films that we've gotten have, have exceeded what I thought we would get. And then also just kind of fitting into the social consciousness of what's going on in the world. Um, we've got a, a film on UEFA from UEFA soccer on racism and sexism um, in soccer and, uh, you know, fans behavior. And obviously there's been a lot of issues 
the past couple of weeks, even in Houston with fans, the Astros and the Dodgers getting in fights, um, a lot of issues with NBA fans. Um, and so I think that this film will, will bring not context to that, but, but put it out in the social consciousness of, you know, Hey, how do we treat these athletes? Obviously right now they're getting, the athletes are getting more voice, um, you know, but there's still a long way to go to, to think of them as, as people, as opposed to, to just figures, um, you know, but I, that film, the UEFA soccer film, the women's national team is coming to Houston the weekend after the film festival. So I think we'll probably do trying to do a second screening of that because um, Megan Rapinoe's in the film. Um, and, you know, I think it'll be a good opportunity to, um, you know, promote that film, promote equality, um, maybe trying to do a fundraiser for a local women's soccer club or, or team. Um, you know, so I think there's some, some really interesting films that kind of fit perfectly to kind of what's going on in the world today. How many films are you going to showcase uh, this weekend? So we've got, um, I believe it's around 14 in person. Um, so we've got Friday night at Discovery Arena. We've got a film on George Foreman, which is just a story. It's incredible. I think most people don't actually know, know his story from fighting in the rumble in the jungle with Muhammad Ali. But even before that, growing up in, in Houston in a proper area and being um, pulled out and taken to California when he was a teenager um, to kind of try and give people a better chance to succeed in life. Um, getting in street fights and, and somebody said, hey, you like to fight a lot, why don't you become a boxer? And that's kind of how he, his career got started. Um, and he had some, you know, major ups and major downs and then, and then you know, got back on top again. Um, so it's cool to have a Houstonian, um, you know, in the festival, a film on him being the festival. And we've got um, a partnership with the Houston Cinema Art Society um, on Friday night after the VIP party. Um, it's on a film called Soul Power, which was the, um, it's on the, music festival that accompanied the rumble in the jungle um so james brown and i mean all these incredible musicians uh, and really telling the, the culture of some of the african history uh, what it was like for muhammad ali to go there to go to zaire and and you know it's, it, you feel the experience of of from himself having kind of like a homecoming um you know if not physically emotionally and spiritually so what's the format like? I know it's a three-day event. Uh, you kind of teased it a little bit there. You got some stuff on Friday. It's a big day on Saturday and then Sunday. So uh, just kind of give me the format. What are you guys uh, looking at and how can you know people get involved yeah. if they want to come by? When's a good time to come by? That sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So we've got a, a golf tournament tomorrow morning um, that, um, you know, so that I'm not sure when this airs, so that may be done um, by then. But um, on Thursday night, we're doing a screening at Eighth Wonder Brewery, um, which is really cool. It's a film called Adidas First Puma. Um, and it, it basically tells the story of two brothers that formed the first athletic shoe company um, before the 1936 Olympics. Um, Jesse Owens wore their shoes in the Olympics, um, which is very interesting with all the, the Nazi propaganda of white supremacy that was going on and you've got a, a American black athlete that's wearing German shoes and winning all those gold medals. Um, so we're doing that film um, in partnership with the Holocaust Museum of Houston that go to Institute Pop-Up of Houston. Um, so that's 8th Wonder Brewery Thursday night at, at 8 o'clock and then Friday I think the George Foreman film was at 6 p.m. and then we have we show that film then we do a, a music um, live music performance um, for an hour during the VIP party which is also kind of the VIP parties on one side, but the music's open to the public as well. Um, and all the events at Discovery are going to be free, free and open to the public. Um, and then we'll show the film Soul Power that's on the music festival Friday night. Saturday, we're kicking off at 12.30 for the films. Um, we're showing my film, A Gift for Life, about Carson Kiner, the UT baseball player that had a kidney transplant. Um, and then we've got films all day long until 10 p.m. Um, and then we have sports activities for kids from 1 to 5 p.m. So 
parents can bring their kids out. You can see a film or two, um, have them do some interactive sports games. We have a lot of exciting things going on with that. Um, really kind of wanted to be a family-friendly environment. Um, and it's all, again, you know, all free to the public. So glad we're able to able to do that with a partnership with Discovery Green. And then um, because of COVID and kind of not knowing what was going to happen, I'm basically, you know, funding myself for the first year. So we're going to try and fundraise. Um, you know, what's important, like it's important for the city. It's important for me personally to get my film out there for Oregon Donor Awareness. Um, it's important for the filmmakers that are in this. You know, I mean, this basically started as <laughs> trying to get, um, you know, my film out in the world make a difference for organ donation. Um, and, and now it's obviously not just helping me, it's helping a lot of the filmmakers who have important causes and topics. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited for the event, excited for what it can be for the city this year and then, and then moving forward. So we're starting a fundraising campaign too. So hopefully people kind of be a little generous and make some donations. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to having it this year. And then, you know, as soon as this is done, basically starting, starting up for next year. Um, so this is an ambitious endeavor that you have uh, undertaken here, by the way. What have you uh, learned about putting something like this together? What have you learned about yourself? Because, you know, a guy makes films, you're a photographer. I mean, this is, uh, yeah. you're a little, uh, not outside the, the, the realm of what you're used to, but this is totally new to you. And what have you learned about this whole process? And are you nervous about this? Are you uh, anxious? Uh, what, what, what are the feelings heading into this? That's a, okay, that's a lot of questions. Um, I know, I just threw it that up. No, 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 but, no, yeah. uh, we can start with just how, what you learned about all this, because it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been someone that, you know, by career and, and by um, resume has just, you know, kind of been looked at as a photographer and filmmaker. Um, I think if I could kind of go back in time, I would, I would probably have done an advertising track in college and journalism advertising, um, which I know that market's not great right now either. Um, but I mean, I really think of myself more as a creative director. So for me, the excitement of this was really, you know, creating something. I mean, my biggest passion is being creative. Um, I think, you know, teaching storytelling to kids, um, it will translate to any, any profession, any field. And that's a big push of what we're doing. Um, you know, what we're doing through yearly programming and, and helping the kids of the city of Houston. Um, but I think for me, it was having a platform to be creative and, you know, okay, we, we've got this one film, you know, on tennis. Well, what, what can we do around that? Who's it going to appeal to? Um, you know, so we're, I'm also looking at doing um, package screenings throughout the year too. So obviously River Oaks Tennis Tournament comes to town. We can do premieres um, at that event on tennis films and get the smaller kind of, not niche sports, but individual sports. You can do anything if you, if you just have the energy and focus. Um, I definitely need to be a little more organized. I think that's one of the skills, you know, that I can work on a little bit, but I mean- I think we're all was, in that boat, by the way, so don't feel bad. Yeah, well, well and I think also, um, I think also it's, you know, not knowing what was gonna happen, right? Because basically about a, a little over a month ago, we got the full go ahead from Discovery Green that we can have this in person. <laughs> so it, it was wow. like- it's, oh my God. Right, it, it's, it's like a chicken and egg thing, you know? I, I mean, you couldn't really go out and try and get sponsorships when you didn't know what the event was going to look like. Um, you know, so that was, that was challenging. Um, and that's why, you know, based on for the first part of this, I'm self-funding it. And, you know, I, I mean, the sponsorships will come. I think the donations will come. Um, you know, but it's really, it's really just making it happen, right? Like there's been so many things that, that have stopped because of COVID. And there's been a lot of people that I, I reach out to that, you know, were like, I, I can't believe you're doing this. You should just wait. You should just wait. But it's like, if, if you don't, do something when there's nothing going on and have something people to, to get excited about, you know, what's going to happen when this is, you know, it looks like we're hopefully coming into COVID, you know, yeah. so it's really, 
I guess it's also given me something to focus on and do during this period too, you know, um, moving from, from New York back to Houston, you know, and then having something to do. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's also made me realize, look, I need to go out and kind of start interacting with people again. Right. Like, I mean, I've had like my, my close knit, I mean, my close knit team is, is basically Bianca Bookerum who started off as my publicist and now is like my everything. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. She jokes. She's like, she's like, you know, for a couple of weeks, she's like, I think I talked to you more than I talked to my husband. And, and she's yeah. like, she's basically like my older sister, you know, um, which, which is great. Um, but I think, you know, and going to family, I think, you know, my parents have been helping out um, a lot and just kind of, you know, spreading the word about the golf tournament and the film festival and, and kind of, you know, the main thing is just, it's free, <laughs> you know, it's free for people to come out, come out and have fun. And um, Discovery Green's opening up um, the water fountains for the first time this week at the park since COVID. They just did a huge renovation on the new oh, cool. um, playground. Um, you know, so I think for me, it's just, you know, getting people out and spreading the word, um, which is, which has been exciting. And then we've got, you know, some sports teams mascots, the Texans mascots going to come out. We're going to do, I think a, a field goal kicking contest uh, between kids and the mascot. Um, and then we got the dynamo mascot too. So kids can maybe shoot a goal against the dynamo mascot and then face painting and, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of fun things. Um, yeah. Um, so you're excited and a little nervous, I am excited. Too, right? A little nervous. I'm a little, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I'm stressed because there's, like you said, there's a lot and there's so much going on and so much that I want to do and that I, that we've done. Um, I think, you know, from a mental health perspective too, I mean, I think you just saw that Naomi Osaka, she pulled out of the French Open, um, you know, and, and I think for me, and, and I think everybody, you tend to focus on things you haven't accomplished. Mm-hmm. And, and I was doing that a couple of days last week and I went to one of my doctors and um, and it was just, he was like, Oh, what's going on in your life? So I was telling him, he's like, well, you've done a lot. He's like, that's incredible. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I have, you know, like I actually have like, we like, like we focus on that, like focus on, right. We, if, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not just for me. I mean, it's for everybody, right. If you can focus on the things that you are doing, as opposed to worrying about things that you're not, um, I, th- I think it's better for everybody. It just makes everybody happier. I think there's different ways of, you know, just getting your mind to think about things, um, which is helpful. Well, uh, one final pitch, go for it. Um, I know you've been talking about it this whole time, but I mean, what is the, what's the biggest thing you want people to take out of, um, when they watch these movies, these talented filmmakers, independent filmmakers talking about sports in a different way. What do you, what do you want people to take away from these movies? I think it's to to emotionally connect with them, which they will. I mean, the filmmakers have done an incredible job. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's some cause-based films that hopefully people will get behind and um, either donate to a Paralympic athletes fund um, or, you know, donate to, to the ten, to Joseph's fund that he's going to, you know, teach tennis and camera. And I think most importantly, educating kids, you know, educating kids, the power of sports, how can we use sports for the positive, um, you know, and, and then creativity too. We're going to have the, the Brick Club in Houston, which is the, one of the Lego clubs in Houston or a big Lego club in Houston. They're going to come in and show kids how to, how to build stuff with Legos. We have some fun, like speed competitions. Um, so I think just, you know, having fun outside again, <laughs> yeah. you know, with your family and interacting with other people in a safe way. Um, you know, and, and then just getting this, this passion of sports in, in the city, um, you know, to kind of come out and have it, have it come out in a positive way. I mean, you know, I think the, the college fandom, you know, I think everybody's been starved for sports. Um, but, but I don't know if it's necessarily the games. I think it's more the camaraderie. 
camaraderie, being out, seeing people kind of interacting um, and, and kind of opening the world up again. So I think that's a, you know, that's one of the, I think, best things we can, we can do at least for next week. So films will be outside, and if you know if, if they if people can't make it or whatever, I mean these films available online too. They can yeah, so we have virtual. Like, yeah, so, so go to uh, yeah, go to the yeah, go to the festival's website hisff.org. Um, we've got um, the virtual. Yeah, it's, I forget the exact cost, but we're selling a virtual pass, and there's different levels. You can make a all the all the donations are tax deductible, so you can make a higher level donation if you just want to help us out with funding. Um, yeah, and really looking kind of towards the future is. is my goal would be to create programming for kids um, that deals with racial equality and, and, and equality um, kind of all across the board uh, with cartoons and, and different characters um, and when working with athletes um, to tell some of their stories um, through kids books and little animated shows. Um, yeah, but we have virtual aspect, which almost all the films will be on there. Um, you know, so check that out and you can, I mean, and there, luckily only two filmmakers wanted to restrict and geofence um, to Texas. So almost every filmmaker said they're fine doing virtual worldwide, um, which is pretty amazing. So, yeah. you know, if, if people can in Houston can, can share this with their friends outside of Houston, um, you know, I mean, this basically can be a worldwide virtual festival, um, which will be great for the filmmakers because so many more people will see their films. I mean, I think that's an interesting aspect of, of COVID and something that originally was looked at probably a negative, um, but I think will is something that'll last in terms of virtual screenings for film festivals. Um, I think it's something important. I think you can connect with so many more people. And, you know, we're, we're living in a, in a digital world, right? So, so why would we not kind of take advantage of that? Um, yeah, so I think that, and then, you know, I guess the only other kind of thing that we're doing um, that I think is important is um, part of the, the fundraising um, aspect is we are, for every $5,000 we raise, we're gonna have a 500 scholarship to a first-generation college student from Houston. Um, so we set the fundraising site up um, basically. So I look at, is that at Northwestern? It is. Manhattan? It is. Did you get a TCU as well? No, my uh, my wife went to TCU. Okay. Yeah, I've tried uh, to set up my background in a very cool way. It's taken a long time, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, one of the things that, that you know, we're doing, I, I, I was looking at, you know, a lot of kind of across the board with obviously racial equality programming and everything that's, going on and just how can we get back and how can we make the biggest difference um because i mean obviously they're you know the deals for puma film that we're showing you know there's been a lot of anti-semitism in the world and i'm jewish so it's like that was one of the reasons we wanted to show that film and you know luckily we could partner with the holocaust museum and, and the goethe institute um because it, it that film specifically um it, it's something that I, I can't believe wasn't more widely released it's in german with english subtitles but it's it's beautifully shot and it does a very good job intricately telling the story of what was going on either before and, and really during the war and how it affected everyday citizens. Um, and then, so what we're doing is we're creating for the fundraising campaign, sorry. Um, so going back to the first generation college students, I mean, I, I think if you're making an impact for, for students, um, that, that's the biggest impact you can make, right? Because it's not just one minority, it's not one demographic. You're, you're helping people across, across the board. And it's obviously hard for the first generation students to be harder for them than it is for the second generation. So you're making a difference for multi-generations. Um, and so what we're doing is we set up different teams for the schools around universities around Texas for alumni teams. Um, you know, so we can hopefully get a, a, a fun competition between, you know, an A&M alum, University yeah. of Texas alum, 
TCU alum um, to really, you know, make a big push for fundraising um, to help, you know, kids at their school. Um, and then whoever has the most, whoever, whatever school raises the most will give a larger scholarship as well. Um, so really trying to, you know, obviously raise money to, to cover the cost of the film festival for this year, year on programming. And for next year, we're really doing it in a way we can get back as well. Yeah. Well, Josh, good luck to you, man. I can't wait to Thanks. see some of the films. I can't, I'm excited for it. And uh, best of luck. I hope you have a great success. And I hope this is kind of a launching pad for you. That yeah, this, this will work out for you in the future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, but most importantly, a city. And I think it'll be a, a big stepping stone to kind of bring more film production here and, and creating more storytellers in Houston. Thank you, Josh. Best of luck to you. Again, he gave the information there. I suggest you go check out his uh, his website. Just uh, do a quick Google search, Houston International Sports Film Festival. You'll find it. Um, and I think it's going to be kind of cool. The first of many, I hope. Josh is a good dude. He's worked really hard on this event, so hopefully uh, the attention is there for this and he gets good crowds. That's going to do it. Episode 57 in the books. I'll be back with some more this week. Uh, like I mentioned, Jeremy Booth will stop by for a conversation on baseball. That should be pretty lively, pretty fun, as always. But until then, I will see you later. <laughs>